And now let's take up the story from survivors of the Titanic themselves. First of all, an American passenger, Miss Edith Russell, traveling first class. Where were you just before it happened, Miss Russell? In the library. The steward had just called out, 11.30, lights out. So I gave him a few letters to post in the morning, told him I'd pay for the stamps, picked up a book and walked forward to my stateroom, which was on the same deck, A11. And as I got in my stateroom, I switched on the electric light and I noticed a slight jar, followed immediately by a second one and a third one, which was quite strong enough to make me hold on to the bedpost. The boat came to a full stop. I walked forward to my window and saw a greyish-white mass drifting by. I was very much surprised and decided to take my fur coat and go out on deck and see what it was all about. Well, when I got out on deck, I noticed the gentleman standing by the rail and several people and a large, again, this greyish mass. I said, what on earth is that? That? Well, madam, that's a lifeboat. Uh, that's an iceberg. <laughs> iceberg? Gracious, I've always wanted to see one of those things since I was a child. Well, you're seeing a corker now. There's one-eighth above the water and seven-eighths below. And believe me, that's some iceberg. So, after that, we picked up bits of ice, played snowballs for a little while, and it was very, very cold. I asked one of the officers if there was any danger. He said no, and I went back to bed. As simple as that. No danger as far as you were concerned. No danger. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Springhill, Josh, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, the Titanic disaster. My boat shoes on. I'm ready to sail, sailors. Yes, Muffy. (laughs) Oh boy, we got a full house tonight. I gotta say hello to somebody who hasn't been on the show in a long time. In fact, she's had one other appearance. She was our Josh is breaking shit. Hello, boy. This is off to a great start. Yeah, it's our good breaking like a ship in half. It's our good friend, our ghost hunter, paranormal investigator, Jen. Hello. She's back. I was going to try to say your last name, but I knew it would be murder. <laughs> you can't. You can't tell us either. That way, every time we it's talk a mystery, about it. every time Jen Chickchester. She's an author as well. Should seek that out. Actually, we'll we'll tag all that stuff on mm-hmm. our social meds. How you doing? Great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited to be back. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. And this is a subject that you actually know a little bit about. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. Little fun. Bit. fun. 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 How's everybody else doing? 
fantastic. Oh, great. Josh is sitting in a little boy chair. <laughs> You'd have to see it because I have to really crane my neck up to talk into the mic. It looks like there's four podcasters and a little boy here today. <laughs> oh, boy. Yep. I, I'm so excited to be on the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Do I get to eat the mac and cheese at the adult table? <laughs> we should have put a little booster in there for you, little guy. <laughs> yep. No joke. All right. As we do most of the time, pull the Model T to the side of the road. Okay. Going to the truth corner here. How, if you knew you were on the biggest, and the at the time, the supposed unsinkable ship, and all of a sudden you were on that ship, would you be scared? And 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 let me preface this because truth be told, some people do have a fear of. Uh, Boats, like being on boats. Interesting. So, truth corner, I guess we'll start with, (laughs) are any of us scared of being on boats? Yeah, I would have to be drunk to get on one. Really? Yeah, I, even though I... Is that the same with, you said with planes? Yeah, really anything that's not a car, he's not okay with. Which you're like 30 times more likely to get ejected Mm -hmm. from your car seat into the middle of the highway especially this car seat yeah i i just i have this thing against being out on open water i do know how to swim but it's not something i'm comfortable with so really yeah what what, do you get motion sick i don't think it's that because i have been on boats and I, I remember there was one summer i really tried to conquer the fear and i did go out on a speedboat a few times but it was just for that one summer that I was able to get over it, and ever well, since then, a, there's been nothing. A lake is a little different, because, I mean, you're not dealing with, like, sharks and yeah, jellyfish. And- yeah, that's why I probably wouldn't be able to get me out of boat in the ocean. Hmm. Yeah, because we had talked about, before we got married, you know, what we were going to do for our honeymoon, and we had sort of tossed around the idea of a cruise, and that was shot down pretty fast. Anybody here ever been on a cruise? No. Me either. I want to, though. I've yeah, been, I think it would be really fun. Mm-hmm. I, as a Navy man, I have been on a cr- uh, carrier, which is interesting. Okay, the, they're like floating cities, mm-hmm. and I don't. I I do get a little sea. Like I'll take some Dramamine when I'm out on a boat. If I go like deep sea fishing, which I've done before, <laughs> yeah, I gotta get a little <laughs> drunk too. Um, but carrier ships, I, I, you don't even feel the water, I and mean, it's just like a block. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be okay on that, Josh. Nah, maybe a not. lot of cruise ships have the. There's a giant device that stabilizes stabilizes it. the whole thing. I actually find the sound of like water and and the wind like very soothing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Jen. What do you think? You scared of boats? Not at all, mm. <laughs> Josh. You're alone. I, Just you and Lando in the corner. That's me in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, skill one to ten. How scared would you being on be being on the Titanic if you if you had to go back in time? God damn it. <laughs> well, well played. Well, if it's 1912 and they're saying that the ship is unsinkable, and I was in a position where I could be in a better world, I think I would have taken the chance and gotten on the Titanic. And that's the scary thing. That's the Landis Morissette ironic moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, 
He got on the boat and he was kind of scared. He wore his duh pants and he still got filled up. When they hit an iceberg, Josh said, I knew it. And then the thing sank in the ground because he was a third class guy. Right I would sh- be dead. You would be dead. Damn it. Anyway. So, yeah, that would be like a. I. I would have been still scared, so I would say nine out of ten. Wow. Jeez. Now, Jeebus. are we saying you don't know? You don't know that it crashes, so it's yes. not like we're taking a time we're, machine we're taking, back. We're taking a hypo. Yeah, because if you went back, you'd be like, "Get off the boat, you fucking idiot!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would give it maybe a two. I think I'd be more excited than anything because it was bigger than anything anyone had seen before. Because I'm thinking, if if we went back in time, you'd be like a German, so you'd be like. Oh, I can't wait to go to America. I can't do it. I'm what sorry. the world was that? My dearest Marjorie. <laughs> You're trying to imitate German when she can speak it. I know. Well, I'm the host, so I, I take He chances. does the voices. It's okay. fine. It sounds like a Civil War general. It's fine. Marjorie. But so, yeah, I think if, if it was um, just I had the opportunity to be on it, I think I would definitely take it. Yeah, and yeah, I can't say as I'm super scared of boats. The idea of being out in the middle of nowhere with no kind of help is a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'd give it a two. Larry, a one. Yeah, Jen, probably a one or two. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a one or two as well. I when I was stationed in Greece, I used to take um, a ferry that would go from. The main, because I lived on the biggest island in the Mediterranean, which is Crete, and I would take it to Athens, and this thing would just fly, and I never thought, I I would always pass out on the, like, watching the water, just, like, super comforting, just chill out, so I don't get scared of that, but, I mean... The the opportunity to be on this ship, especially during this time, would have been fantastic. I mean, this was well regarded as like a amazing ship. So, without further ado, we need to we need to take ourselves back back in time, ladies and gentlemen. We have really feel the nineteen twelves wash over us. So it is time for our time capsule. Now it's time for us to open up the time capsule. Ah, yes, 1912. (laughs) Larry remembers it fondly. The banging sounds of the 12s. This is the slayer of that time. You know that, right? Yeah. This was dubstep back then. (laughs) (laughs) To drop that funky beast bassoon beat. Yeah, see? Here's a bassoon drop. (laughs) As usual, we start with the music. The music. Made all the knickers. March of 1912, Hart A. Wand publishes Dallas Blues, a jazz standard in an early published blues song. And in September, perhaps my favorite artist name, W.C. Handy, publishes the Memphis Blues, one of the first <laughs> blues songs to become a hip. So you're seeing kind of the, the birth of blues music yeah. back then. It sounds like a pedophile's name. W.C. Handy? <laughs> sounds like W.C. Fields' perverted <laughs> uncle. It's like, oh, kids, stay away from Uncle Handy. <laughs> he hasn't been married since the war, and we know his, uh, he's a bit grabby. So there's your music. 
time. <laughs> so on to film. Uh, I'm, actually, let's go back to music and go with births. May 18th, Perry Como is born. Oh. Woody Guthrie. Oh. Uh, Gene Kelly in August of tw- on August 23rd, and on no- November 11th, Larry Laprise. He's the one who came up with the Hokey Pokey. Oh, thanks a lot, Woody mm-hmm. Guthrie. He's the one that did Margie- Marge's Diner, or is that Arlo? Ah, dears Marjorie, build a diner. <laughs> <laughs> on to film. We'll do a quick review. There's not many here. Uh, Cleopatra. No. Custer's last fight. F- fight. I'm, I'm assuming these are all silent pictures. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. M- maybe in like a <laughs> I know, look. Rob Zombie music video, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> the Miracle, which was the very first full-color, full-length feature film. So maybe well, these are more like, maybe you should catch up with these more than we'll review yeah. these. Yeah. Oliver Twist, which is possibly the first American feature film mm-hmm. with a runtime over an hour and is partly lost. You can never find the original. Really? Yep. Hmm. Oh, bummer. Richard III, which is uh, the second oldest American feature film, and the oldest completely intact feature film. So a lot of these films are, like, destroyed or partially... Oh, my God, this music. (laughs) (laughs) That dubstep really gets you. It does. It's the bassoon. And Robin Hood, the original Robin Hood. Hmm. I feel like I've seen stills of that, and it just looks like... It looks like the background scenery is about to fall down. Because <laughs> yep. yep. one of the extras is standing there holding it up or whatever. You could probably do a better version with your cell phone mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to some newsy stuff. This will probably give you more of an idea of where we're sitting in the history here. January 6th, New Mexico is admitted as the 47th U.S. state. Wow. February 14th, Arizona is admitted as the 48th United U.S. state. On February 28th, Albert Berry makes the world's first parachute jump from an airplane. That took some balls. March 12th, the Girl Scouts of the United States are founded. Hmm. Cookies, Thin Mints. Oh, yep. favorite, favorite Girl Scout cookies. Thin Mints. Thin Mints. Really? Put it in some ice cream. Oh. What yeah, are you the- have to put them in the freezer. They have to be yeah, old yep, when you do. What are the what one I like? The Cinnamon Crunch one? The cinnamon crunch cookies? I don't know what that one is. I think that's what they're called. Samoans. Is that right? Samoans no. are the coconut ones. Those no. are the ones I oh, like. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. We're not related anymore. <laughs> what about you, Jen? Um, I'd probably go with the thin mints. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because anytime I think of mint, I don't think like, mmm, yum, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Just think you fresh. Think, mm, I'm full. And they just, <laughs> they just push this mint in front of me. Yep. May 18th, the Detroit Tigers go... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. May, April 20th, Tiger Stadium opens up in Detroit. And Fenway Park, which is still the oldest park in baseball, opens up. Any information on that? Fenway Park, check. Ephus, episode 44... May 18th, the Detroit Tigers go on strike to protest the suspension of Ty Cobb for beating up a man in a wheelchair and a replacement team recruited from... That man in that wheelchair was talking He was asking for shit. it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, newsflash. Why don't you wheel yourself over here to my fist? Is there an EPIS episode about that one? Getting to it. Sorry. A uh, replacement team recruited from the coaching staff in local colleges field to avoid a forfeiture. Basically, they took people out of the crowd and fielded a team. You can check <laughs> oh out God. episode 54 of the EFIS Strike One for more information on that. Nice. 
October 14th, while campaigning in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, former President Theodore Roosevelt is shot by saloon keeper John Schrank. Saloon keeper. <laughs> I just love the idea. It's like, yeah, I run this joint here, and I better not see no politicians. <laughs> With a fresh flesh wound and the bullet still in him, Roosevelt delivers his scheduled speech. Wow. After finishing his speech, he went to the hospital, where it is deduced that if he had not had a speech in his breast pocket, where he was shot, he would have died. Wow. wow. That means it was a big speech. This, no is, an, this is an important time capsule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're really learning something. We are. On October 30th, Vice President's Vice President James S. Sherman dies in office just days prior to the 1912 presidential election. Wow. Inventions? We have the invention of Lysol. Ooh, handy. Plastic. Nice. Uh, the shopping, ba- shopping bag is invented by Walter H. Dubner, who ran a small grocery store in St. Paul, Minnesota. It took him four years to develop the bag. Paper? <laughs> I don't get it. This triangle bag's not working. The circle bag didn't work. What kind of design can I... Marjorie, leave me alone. I'll be in the garage. Electric blanket is invented. Oh, we have one of those. Uh, Motorized movie cameras replace the the old hang crankies. Nice. That was good. Good. Lester Farnworth Wire creates the first electric traffic light in St. Lake. Salt Lake City. Unfortunately, horses don't understand colored light. <laughs> I was going to say, just imagine the horses like, fuck this. Got T-boned by a, <laughs> another, another horse by Chestnut. And the Dixie Cup wasn't in de- developed. Oh, man. Yes. And college kids rejoiced forever. For beer yep. pong forever. Ah, uh, yes, sports fans. There's only like one sport going on. <laughs> I was say, the Indians played the Civil War. It was the World Veterans. Series, and the Boston Red Sox defeat the New York Giants to win four games to three. In that last game, went into extra innings is considered the greatest baseball game ever played. Of course, you'll wow. never see it because no one recorded it. Right. Yep. So who knows? It might have been the worst game, and nobody brought their hand crank video camera right. to the stadium. <laughs> Excuse me. Let me set this up here. <laughs> Big old hood. <laughs> You can only get six seconds at a time. <laughs> yes. Nice. And that, my friends, was your time capsule. Ooh, this is uh, t- t- trance music back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that Paul Oakenfold, Junior, 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 back in the day. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive into it. Okay, so <laughs> according to the wiki... Now, this is some of the information that I called just the basic stuff, because you kind of got to get an idea of what was going on. So this was a British passenger liner that sank in the North Atlantic Ocean in the early hours of 15 April 1912. Now, after this, I I think we've, I mean, I'm not going to bring it up, but we all pretty much know the story from a famous feature film, Crashing with an Iceberg, any, any, you know... That's actual audio. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Oh, iceberg! <laughs> Shit! Iceberg, which Fuck. was Ice Cube's great, 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 great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> so bad it was good. All right. So, the maiden voyage 
that it was making was from Southampton to New York City. There were an estimated twenty, or let's say, two thousand two hundred and twenty-four passengers and crew aboard, and more than fifteen hundred died. Always, yeah, that's not a good statistic, ladies and gentlemen. Nope. And in that opening clip, you can even hear the lady talking about how they were, they hit that iceberg and they were having like a snowball fight on the deck. Just like ooh, ooh, bully. Those first class assholes. Yeah, right. And me, I would have been the like, drunk sauntering along the top, like, oh sweet, I was running out of ice. Just put it in my truck, <laughs> to my room, pass out, and die. <laughs> so it is considered the deadliest commercial peacetime maritime disaster in modern history. Which is that's kind of a bummer. But that's what we do on this show. Yeah. We cover bummers <laughs> and yep. we try to make you laugh. That's it. So the RMS Titanic was the largest ship afloat at the time it entered service and was the second of three Olympic class ocean liners operated by the White Star Line. It was built by the Harland and Wolf shipyard in Belfast. Thomas Andrews, her architect, died in the disaster. Just you know, I guess I get it. You know, die with your art or die mm-hmm. with. I guess I would be like if you like <laughs> were in a fire and you just grabbed all the all your writing and like hugged it. And like, right. Not going anywhere. Or like if Josh was like, oh, wait, I own your base now. Never mind. Love you, buddy. <laughs> hey, you, you never that? know. I could have been first class. Why not? Okay, maybe. <laughs> Titanic was under the command of Captain Edward Smith, who also went down with the ship. The ocean liner carried some of the wealthiest people. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, if you wonder when we do this show, if sometimes Larry makes it harder because of his great soundboard, it's true. Yeah. Yes. It's hard to keep a straight face when you got a genius like Lawrence. So... The ocean liner carried some of the wealthiest people in the world, as well as hundreds of immigrants from Great Britain and Ireland and Scandinavia. I want to say a big hello to our UK listeners and our Ireland listeners. We do have quite a few, actually. Howdy doody. How's it going? Did you find the four-leaf clover? How's the whiskey? Let us know. The first class accommodation, let me know, was designed to be the pinnacle of comfort and luxury with an onboard gymnasium, which I just imagine is like... Like a rubber ball, it's like the, hanging. The, it's that belt that shakes you. <laughs> We're gonna shake the fat out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one stretchy rope. Yep. It's just a rock for you to kick. <laughs> anyway, so there was everybody a- wore those black and white. <laughs> the, the, the the swimsuits, swimsuits, <laughs> the onesies. Oh boy. <laughs> my, I brought my girl on this ship. Wait till she sees my new, mm-hmm. my new black and white striped <laughs> swimsuit. My Johnson's real poking out in this thing. Swimsuit goes <laughs> up to about here. Yeah. <laughs> it goes up to about your nips. It just looks like the women are wearing like a gar- black garbage bag. You're like, oh, her ankles were so fine that day at the beach. Good lord. Anyway. So, although Titanic had advanced safety features such as watertight compartments and remotely activated watertight doors, the Titanic only carried enough lifeboats for 1,178 people. Oops. You're not going to fit on this door, Jack. Just letting you know. I'm big, fat ass Kate Winslet, and I take up the whole thing. Oh, the whole fucking door. <laughs> I'm whatever sorry. that was. That was my only moment. Scooch in woman. That was, I know, right? <laughs> this is life and death here. 
I'm sorry. If they could fit in the back of that Model T together, mm-hmm. they could fit on the fucking door. I don't know. When he was pinning her like one of those French girls, I was like, I don't know, though. There's Those boobs need a lot of room. Fixing like that. Mm-hmm. Good boobs, Kate Winslet. Single dad here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so. Titties. Although Titanic had advanced. Okay, I said that. 1,178 people could fit on these boats. Now, that's a big fucking fuck up. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yep. It's like, in a, layman's terms. I think the, the term is overconfidence. What happens if you're that boat and you have 1,178 people that can fit onto your boats and you go to the 1,179th person? Do you just say, ah. Oh, thank you. It's almost like Larry's been prepared for this episode. <laughs> I got this ticket half. <laughs> Here's a soda water for you, pal. Newsflash. <laughs> Your grave is not going to be marked. Oh, oh, Jesus. Complimentary water bottle? That's right. <laughs> so, that's... Okay, so that number of people is about half the number on board and one-third of her total capacity due to outdated maritime safety regulations. <laughs> I feel like that guy was asleep. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, women and children first. first. Yeah, you know, the guys, they, they, maybe they'll find a door. Maybe, you know... <laughs> They probably can swim really good. Yeah. They'll find a door. They'll, you know, no one will hog a whole door. <laughs> I mean, who hogs a whole door? Some first class bitch on this plate. This fucking floating thing. It's never going to sink. Anyway. <laughs> so the ship carried 16 lifeboats, which could lower three lifeboats. Or okay, lifeboat Davi- Davits? I guess that's a term for whatever the thing is that holds it. You're the Navy man. Hey, the dude, I did not pay attention. (laughs) I was also security. He was also drunk then. Yeah, I was drunk then, and I was probably just staring at the... Yeah, okay. There you go. So, there were a total of 48 boats. However, Titanic carried only a total of 20 lifeboats. (laughs) So... They fucked this up, too. They could have had 48, but they only carried 20. Wow. So I don't know what the fucking the dude that like fills out the sheet before they take off. If he was just like 20, <laughs> I'm out. I gotta go. Yep. Well, if you watch the movie, they said it's because it, it looked bad. It just covering up all that deck space. It cluttered the deck. Right. But we're talking about human life here. So we need to just forget about the fact that we want our boat to look pretty <laughs> and maybe try to save some more people. Just saying, just saying. So after leaving Southampton on 10 April, 1912, the Titanic called, um, I went to France and Queenstown in Ireland before heading West to New York on 14 April, four days into the crossing at about, 375 miles south of Newfoundland, she hit an iceberg at 11.40 p.m. Ship's time. Now, the uh, lights out on the ship was at 11.30. And the, again, the, the the lady that we heard in the opening clip, she was actually in the library and I don't know what she was doing. She's probably looking for some like romance book. How to, to swim. To... to, to <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she was like, she was just, just this fucking brown book that's just sitting there. Cliff notes. Right next to the Wizard of Oz, which probably wasn't even written by then, but who cares? Hypothetically. 
There was some Goosebumps books there. She scanned over. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever she needed to... What is, what is the term? Masturbate? Yes! But I was trying to think of... Uh, the the roll the middle mouse button. Oh, scroll the middle mouse button. <laughs> she's looking for some. Oh, she's in the library at eleven thirty. I'm, I'm thinking she's like, hey, this old lady's gotta gotta make her toes stand up. Well, I'm sure back then she would have been like in her you know twenties. No, well, yeah, maybe she's I don't know. Pull up her eighteen petticoats and visit the man in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> the boat that she wished she had later. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. We're horrible. So, all right. All right. We're going to get through this crash. So it hits 1140. Oops. Iceberg rode ahead. Oh, fuck me. We just ran right through this bitch. Iceberg behind. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, is that it had it had four compartments that could take water and, and hold the water and it not be an issue, but it just went into five. So it's like, that's kind of part of why it took so damn long. Like I think normally in, in shitty weather with a regular boat, you hit like, I'm true story. When I was young, my dad and I were in a ship, like shipwreck, basically like where the, sh- the boat literally just flipped over and it happens like that. Like we were out on the water. I'm sitting there looking at my dad. I thinking he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, I as a little kid, I got my life vest. I'm in the back, and this water goes, and I'm like, that should, probably shouldn't be there. And then it was like, I'm like, what's going on? Before I know it, the boat's literally flipped over, and I'm in my dad's arm, and I'm just like. What the hell? Like, <laughs> I I thought he was Superman. I didn't know shit could happen like this. But it's fast. If a boat takes water, usually this this happens fast. But this this I, I mean, it's understandable. And in a lot of those interviews, those people are just like, yeah. I mean, we asked the captain or like the pers- ship's purser or like one of the security guards, and they're like, yeah, whatever. They're just out there fucking mm-hmm. smoking like twenty thousand cigarettes. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't wait to get to New York so I can get fucking uh, crabs again from whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> prostitute is. So anyway, that's my little story about my little boat flipping over time. So now when this happens, the whole plates buckle inwards along the starboard right side and open five of her 16 watertight compartments mm. to the sea. She could only survive four, like I said. Meanwhile, passengers and some crew members were evacuated in lifeboats, many of which were launched only partially loaded, oh. which is part of the other... F- what the fuck mm-hmm. on this? It's like, mm-hmm. can, can, can we wait just a minute? No. No, I want to go to Newfoundland and get a purse and, a, and another <laughs> animal to put around my neck. So I like animals on my neck. Or whatever the thing was. I don't know. <laughs> a monkey. So... A dis- disproportionate number of men were left aboard because of the women and children first, which I totally get. Obviously, you know, we're men, we're strong, we're supposed to just, like, fart off into the ocean and be fine. <laughs> you know, we just, we, we're just, you know, we're made out of uh, of iron, so it's fine. We're just going to make it. But, I mean, yes, I do agree that you should do women and children first because 
children. Obviously, that would be a horrible catastrophe to lose a bunch of children, but they still did. God, can you imagine if they did men and children? Those kids would be so fucked. I know. Without their moms. It would just be a bunch of drunk dads afterwards. I don't know. It it pooped. What do I do? As he's yelling at another, as he's yelling at another drunk dad on the lifeboat. Here, here! I don't know what my kid just did. Just yak all over his front. Is it fruit loops all over his chest? I don't know what that stuff is. Usually, my bitch takes care of this. Why does it smell like this? Should it look like this? Is this right? No. Hey, my kid's purple. Somebody take it back. <laughs> It would just, it, Knowing dads, though, they would just take it and dip it in the water. Like, it'll rinse off. It's fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, this is 1912's dad. Yeah, he's under the boat swimming right now. He's just been <laughs> down there for a while. He really likes to just hang out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cool, dads. Anyway, so. Oh boy. At 2.20 a.m., she broke apart and floundered with well over 1,000 people still aboard. Just under two hours after Titanic sank, the Cunard liner RMS Carpathia arrived and brought aboard an estimated 705 survivors. Wow. The disaster was met with worldwide shock and outrage at the huge loss of life and the regulatory and operational failures that led to it. Public inquiries in Britain and the United States led to major improvements in maritime safety. I just fucking think so. (laughs) One of their most important legacies was the establishment in 1914 of the International Convention for the Safety of Life at Seas, or SOLAS, as we tend to like acronyms in the U.S., which still governs maritime safety today. Additionally, several new wireless regulations were passed around the world in an effort to learn from the many missteps in wireless communications, which could have saved many more passengers. The wreck of the Titanic was discovered in 1985, more than 70 years after the disaster, and remains on the seabed. The ship was split in two and is gradually disintegrating at a depth of 12,415 feet. Thousands, oh, actually, let me do this real quick for UK listeners, 3,784 meters. Thousands of uh, all the people that use the right system. Just saying. Yeah. Thousands of artifacts have been recovered and displayed at museums around the world. Titanic has become one of the most famous ships in history. Her memory is kept alive by numerous works of pop culture, which Josh will get into. Titanic is the second largest ocean liner wreck in the world, only beaten by (laughs) (laughs) only beaten by her sister HMHS Britannic, which I guess maybe we will cover. Because all of these ship sinkings literally have like 12 conspiracies to them, Hmm. which we'll get into in the second segment. But like, it's stupid. Like, everyone's like, it was a goat. You're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, it was a crazy goat. It was really crazy. He just jumped and he back kicked it. I'm like, (laughs) how does that happen? I don't know. You just did. I saw it on the internet. Yeah, okay. The internet's full of shit. Anyway, so... There's a lot of different things we could get into about, you know, just like the breakdown of the ship and everything. But I want to cover um, the conspiracy angle of it. it. It was the biggest ship, basically, in the world at the time. And it's a horrible disaster. And um, I want to say, when, again, I have to bring up the movie, when they, when Cameron had his speech at the Oscars, he started off by saying, I want to take a moment to recognize the 
people that died in the wreck. And a lot of people were like, oh, stupid autistic James Cameron getting up there and not knowing his shit, just being a weirdo. But I think that was I think that was actually a good idea. I think I think at the time, you know, it he did a real achievement with that movie. I think that movie holds up. And I think what he said was, I think it was good to just to, to, to really have a moment of silence for that, because I think that was really what the movie did so well is portrayed the, the horror of that sinking. Mm -hmm. But anyway, there's a lot of conspiracies we'll get into in the second segment. I just wanted to know, Jen, is there anything that you remember about this? Like from reading about it or, like stuff that you, I don't know, thought was weird or maybe stuff that you thought like was interesting about the whole sinking. There were quite a few things. I think for me, just not having enough lifeboats was always kind of like a, why the hell would you not have anywhere near the number of lifeboats that you should have for these people? Basically less than half, which is stupid. But like any 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 other things that you thought were interesting about it? Oh gosh, <laughs> I, I guess there's before, a lot. <laughs> I know I'll, I'll probably cover quite a few of them in the conspiracies angle of the second segment. But I'm just curious, like offhand, if there was anything that you were like red flag, red flag, like just researching it or looking into it. For me, there were a lot of red flags, and obviously we'll get into more of that. But yeah. um, certain things that happened before and after the mm-hmm. Titanic sank, like that I kind of learned about, you know, just doing my research. I was just like, that doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is the creation of the federal reserve. Ooh. And we'll get into that with <laughs> JP Morgan and his cigar chomping bitter beer face. <laughs> Talk about the, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you guys a picture. This guy looks like an asshole. Like literally. <laughs> With a mustache, yeah, kind of, but not like your silky beard there, little boy. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, those conspiracies, and they get weird. We'll see you on the other side. The Titanic, of course, on April 14th, 1912, was sunk, apparently by an iceberg. Now, I previously mentioned that one possible reason for its rapid sinking was because defective iron was used, because the rivets just popped one after another as the ship only barely skimmed an iceberg off the coast of Newfoundland. Now, there are a number of reasons, however, to believe that perhaps there was greater damage inflicted on it by a German U-boat, a submarine. First of all, When the Titanic was discovered in 1985, embedded underwater in the sand, the area, the starboard side or right side where it had struck the iceberg, was completely covered by sand. So they had to use what's called a sub-profiler device to to evolve a digital image of the damage done to the side of it. And they found that there were indeed six places where the rivets broke, and that covered a total area of about 12 square feet. Actually, very insignificant considering the size of the Titanic and the rapidity with which it sunk. And the thought is that there might have been other damage. Now, a number of survivors who testified after the sinking claimed that they did not hear anything or feel anything when that accident happened. But afterwards, 
They claimed they heard explosions. And one officer who survived claimed he heard what were called four reports or explosions in the distance. In addition, survivors in the lifeboat said that they saw a searchlight from some vessel that they thought was coming to rescue them, but it never arrived. The speculation was that it was from the California, a nearby ship. However, that captain of the California, Stanley Lord, and his third mate claimed that they saw those lights also and that they couldn't even approach the lifeboats because they were impacted in ice at the time. <laughs> Exciting and new Come aboard We're expecting you And love Life's sweetest reward Let it flow It floats back to you Oh, the 70s were a great time. Ah, yes, Captain Steuben. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back for our second segment. All the segments you love are coming forth at full force. But let's get into these conspiracies. Oh, baby. Okay, so according to business, businessinsider.com, which should be reporting on known for their <laughs> no crack <laughs> conspiracy team. They say the Titanic remains one of the most famous disasters in history on its maiden voyage to New York city. The ocean liner hit an iceberg off the coast of Newfoundland resulting in severe damage to its hull. Now the sinking of the Titanic prompted a media frenzy which at the time was a lot of paper boys just running around like Tasmanian devils. <laughs> As they that do. sounds like our right. kids. Yeah, basically. It's a bunch of shitty kids. A bunch of orphans in 1912's New York <laughs> biting at your ankles, throwing papers at your testicles, trying to get the news out there, I guess. I'm just saying. I, I wasn't there, but I know what it looked like. Because I read. Extra, right. extra, read all about it. <laughs> Come here, mister. Right in your balls. <laughs> so, given the level of public interest and scrutiny, it's not surprising that a handful of conspiracy theories have cropped up about the ship's fate. Some are almost entirely fictional, which... Yeah, okay. You'll hear those. Like that idea that a cursed mummy was on board the ship. Now, that's interesting. <laughs> Actually, that one I might put into the more like... I thought it was a regular mummy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Realized he was cursed. No, it was my mommy. My bad. She's got a toilet paper fetish, weirdos. Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> others allege that the tragedy was a result of insurance fraud or an attempt by J.P. Morgan, our cigar-chomping asshole-looking guy, to rid himself of some powerful rivals, which seems likely. I mean, business tactics. I mean, we're coming out of the Wild West here a bit. And uh, these people didn't make their money without killing a few Chinese men, I assume. I'm just saying. At the time, it was bad. So, 
God. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Dr. Jones! Leave that white bitch behind. Sorry. <laughs> The satire. The Titanic was marked by a controversial secret message is our first thing here. So one conspiracy theory about the Titanic has been floating around for years. First is floating. But yes. <laughs> that was kind of a Josh pause right there. <laughs> First, it's important to note that the Titanic was constructed in the city of Belfast by the shipbuilding firm Harland and Wolf. The conspiracy theory is that the Catholic workers reacted in horror when the ship's hull number 390904 was unveiled. The reason? If you flip 390904 upside down, it kind of looks like no Pope. As far as the... These are bored 1912 Belfast Irishmen. Good thing Facebook wasn't around. Look, look, come here, come here, come here. Stand on your head really quick. But I'm eating these. You seen that too? (laughs) I'm eating these potatoes. I got no time to flip upside down. (laughs) What are you doing there, pal? Who's Flash? I'm going to kick you in your balls. (laughs) Belfast is a pretty city. I've been to Ireland. All our Irish listeners, please. Tell us about how pretty it is there. Because I just want to go back every day <laughs> and crack a beer. Crack a Guinness. Holy shit, Guinness tastes so good in Ireland. Now, the re okay, so we talked about the no pope thing, but there are a number of big problems with this conspiracy theory, which Snopes has debunked. To start, Harlan and Wolf assigned the Titanic a yard number of 401. The 390904 number is completely made up. What's more, there would have been no Catholic workers on hand to, to warn their Protestant colleagues of the problematic hull number. In 1886, Protestant Harlan and Wolf employees launched a large-scale attack on their Catholic co-workers, according to the book, quote, The Invention of the White Race, unquote. Mm, that sounds like an interesting read. The result was an exodus of Catholic workers from the shipbuilder, which was Belfast's largest employer at the time. In Irish blood, English heart, Ulster Fry returned journeys to Ireland, and Caulfield writes that by the 20th century, Harlan and Wolf had a reputation for only employing Protestants. So, I guess the Catholic idea just seems kind of like, well, if they're Protestants, they're probably just trying to drum up some sort of controversy mm-hmm. to kind of mess with the other side, which that is still going on. Like, when I was there, they were like, fuck the Union Jack! And then, like, you go to the other side, and they're like... I'm Catholic through and through. If I see a Protestant, I'll trip his ass. You know, like it's, it's, it's scary. They're not, they're not friendly. Now let's talk about this mummy curse. Mummy. (laughs) You're, you're our resident mummy. I am. And you're our soon to be mummy. Yes, that's true. Are you excited? (laughs) No, she's, she's hates it. (laughs) That that is also true. (laughs) Fair enough. It beat me up today. So. Oh yeah. Yep. Is, is, is a soccer player? Um, we kicks. tie kicks boxer. <laughs> there you go. Damn, your organs are going to be black and blue, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, did... There goes Jen's kidneys. <laughs> and Jen is passed out in the corner, ladies and gentlemen. She had a drop of alcohol, but she is bruised. That's Jen in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking baby, going crazy. All right. Going now, hard at the hardies. That's me. <laughs> Get a couple more of these IPAs in me. Oh, boy. I'll find it. So, did an ancient mummy seal the Titanic's fate? No. 
Human error and a lifeboat shortage brought about this maritime catastrophe, according to Business Insider. Okay, this isn't me talking. Mm. But the idea that an ancient curse sunk the ship is one of the more fanciful conspiracy theories that cropped up in the wake of the disaster. According to the legend, an ancient mummified princess left a trail of death and devastation across England in the early 1900s after being excavated and removed from Egypt. Once the beleaguered community of British art collectors and museum professionals had enough of the haunted mummy, an American archaeologist swooped in to purchase it. Dr. Jones! Ignore. Is that your Egyptian? No, that's that's the that's short round just showing up all of a sudden. Oh, I see. Ignoring his colleagues' warnings, he headed back to New York with his new acquisition. But the unfortunate scholar and the mummy never made to the States because lo and behold, the name of the ship that they sailed off on was the Titanic. The tale is popular, but also completely fictional. Snopes debunked the story, noting that even disregarding the tale's fantastical elements, there was no mummy on board the ship. Yeah, well, that's what they know, but maybe there was. Just saying. Maybe it was super absorbent. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. (laughs) I second that. Okay, so, the ship was attacked by a U-boat. Now, this is actually a really prominent theory um, because you got the Lusitania happening and around the same time and you know that was in 1915 but this was something that um, we were all paranoid about especially being in foreign waters mm-hmm. I mean if if the if the United States is kind of the wild west still at the time I can't imagine going over to a new country was simple I mean the Irish were treated like shit for years and decades mm-hmm. over here and that's just a fact and it's it's sad you know it, the idea of coming to a new country and having a fresh start I mean that's a lot of our ancestors did so it's it's sad to think that you can't just kind of visit our friends. And I know travel, honestly, and I believe this wholeheartedly, is one of the greatest things you can do in your life because it really opens your mind to like new cultures. So that was my Oprah moment. So the Titanic is known as one of the biggest peacetime maritime disasters in history. The tragedy missed the onset of the First World War by two years. Oh. But some still speculate that a German U-boat was really behind the ship sinking. If the theory panned out, that would make the Titanic sinking a precursor to that of the Lusitania in 1915, which was caused a German U-boat tor- torpedoed the British ocean, li- ocean liner off the coast of Ireland, killing 1,198 people. While the theory lacks an abundance of evidence, it's certainly not outside the realm of possibility. We weren't entirely like BFFs at the time. Mm-hmm. A number of Titanic survivors reported to have noticed a, quote, unidentified vessel approximately five to six miles away from the sinking ship, which reportedly lingered until 2 a.m. This is all according to Dr. Franklin Rule's piece in the Huffington Post. Rule speculated that the craft was possibly, quote, a submarine that had surfaced to assess the damage it had caused, after which time it skulked off. Unquote. And also cited survivor testimony about a number of explosions that seemed to go off deep within the ship, which I'm honestly probably could have just been all the water taking hold of the ship to begin with. I'm sure a, a, a hull being split and the rivets popping mm-hmm. is pretty loud. 
Quote, the sub may have deliberately targeted the luxury liner or possibly accidentally collided with it. Oh, okay. Which is kind of a what the fuck, because, I mean, a U-boat's going to be pretty small compared to this gigantic coastal um, passenger ship where I can't imagine it's going to do that kind of damage, but I guess if you're going to go with that theory, you might as well just say what what the hell. Just go all in. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where we start to get to some fucking batshit ones on top of the mummy one. The Titanic never sank. Eh? Exactly. It's your home improvement moment of the night, Mm -hmm. which doesn't quite add up to anything, because if they found the wreckage, I don't understand this, but let's go with this. Okay. That's the thinking behind one particular conspiracy theory. According to this idea, the Olympic, the Titanic's older, nearly identical sister ship was actually the one that went down near Newfoundland. But what would have been the point of switching the ships in secret? In the book, Titanic, the ship that never sank, researcher Robin Gardner wrote that the whole disaster was the result of an insurance scam by the International Mercantile Marine Co., which owned the White Star Line. The Olympic and the Titanic were both White Star Line vessels. According to Gardner's theory, the trouble started when the Olympic crashed into a warship in 1911 and was blamed for the Oh, sorry! (laughs) (laughs) It was that guy's first day. Can't hold down a job at all! (laughs) Nope, not in 1912 and not in the 50s or the 60s or the modern days. This fucking guy is crashing the boat every time. Now, they, according to, as a result, the White Star Line and IMM subsidiary, I don't do good with us as folks, mm. was unable to receive an insurance payout. Gardner theorized that the line fixed up the Olympic as best as it could and masqueraded it as the Titanic by allowing the wounded ship to continue on under an assumed name the company would collect the insurance payment when it sunk. The alleged intent wasn't to kill anyone on board. If the plan had gone off without a hitch, the ship would have sunk slowly and close to another ship that could subsequently rescue the crew and passengers. So what went wrong? According to Gardner, (laughs) the liner ended up accidentally running over a darkened rescue ship, which passengers and crew members were later mistake for an iceberg. Whoopsies. Iceberg, I mean, people in a boat. Oh, shit. Oh, this went terribly wrong. I'm going down with my ship, goddammit. <laughs> the blog Ultimate Titanic reported that despite Gardner's theory, an all numbered items pulled from the wreck of the Titanic bore the construction number 401. The Olympics construction number, on the other hand, was 400. What's more, quote, conspiracies at sea, Titanic and Lusitania, author J. Kent Layton wrote that before the Olympic was broken up for scrap, its woodwork was sold. Never not once as a single piece of woodwork from the Olympic turned up with the number 401 stamped on the reverse. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, this guy. Look at this guy. Oh, that's, he looks he looks evil. That's JP Morgan. This oh. is this is the guy that I was this like This is the guy I entrust my money with. Great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh god damn it. I've got so much money. I don't know what to do with it. I'm just gonna pout. Oh, you're you're taking my picture? Oh, good. He looks like an extra from the haunted mansion in Disney. <laughs> <Angel>. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. He does. Oh my god. He's just literally like <laughs> Yeah. Somebody's checking his oil and it's probably his own mm. thumb. 
This rumor has everything you could want in a conspiracy theory. A man powerful and wealthy enough to play God. Overly complicated methods of assassination. A mass casualty event. The Federal Reserve Bank. In some ways, the Titanic, as quoted by one of my favorite podcasters, Marcus Parks from last podcast on the left, the Titanic is kind of like an early 9-11 in some ways because it's just like, oh, this will... this These are these steel beams they'll never melt or whatever the uh, mm-hmm. planes don't fly into buildings yet they did it all the time like just talk to harrison ford i mean man can't Lord. Fly. he's gonna hit a building eventually i'm your pilot uh harrison ford people just flying out just jumping out the window <laughs> right out the door he's just gonna be gonna i'll be take like, my chances <laughs> <laughs> anyway now so there's a theory that the JP Morgans sank the Titanic in order to pave the way for the establishment of the Federal Reserve Bank in the U.S. <laughs> and create a new world order. Um, the bank's creation was reportedly opposed by millionaire John Jacob Astor, mining magnate Benjamin Guggenheim, and Macy's co-owner Isidore Strauss. Isidore? Uh, Isidore, maybe Isidore. Isidore? Isidore. Whatever. Cool. These three wealthy men did indeed lose their lives when the Titanic sank. Astor was last seen clinging to the side of a raft. Guggenheim, whose body was never recovered, reportedly put a rose in his butt. Oh, I thought it said. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Better go down. I'm going to go down smelling good. Where should I put this? (laughs) In the butt. Okay. Where again? In the anus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Are you put, sure that's really where you want to put it? Butthole. Okay. <laughs> he put a rose in his buttonhole. <laughs> butthole. Butthole. And quipped. Butthole. Quote, we've butthole. dressed up in our best and are prepared to go down like gentlemen, because all gentlemen go down. With Just a rose in their butthole. <laughs> Unquote. Who's that, Strauss, a thorn? Ooh. Strauss, Strauss died <laughs> alongside his wife, Ida, who refused to leave her husband's side as the ship sank. Oh, that's sad. Kind of sweet, though. She True. made room on that fucking door, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> True love, ladies and gentlemen. But Morgan dodged, jet, dodged death, our favorite little fucking pouty face, cigar-chomping, <laughs> business-destroying investment banker. When he canceled his trip in the 11th hour, the powerful financier owned the IMM, which in turn owned the White Star Line. As such, he had his own personal suite, promenade deck, and spe- specially designed bath on the ship. So, what is that? like? A, a specially designed bath? At that time, I guess you could also shit in your bathtub. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't need to get up. I'm eating my pork chops in the bathtub like I normally... Oh, 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 oh God. <laughs> I felt a couple of coals shift down below. <laughs> Let me just stick my anus right up to... Oh, there we go. Morgan... There we go. Let it go. Let it go, buddy. You've destroyed enough people's lives. Morgan was reportedly supposed to be on the ship, but decided to skip the maiden voyage at the last second. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported that he decided to linger in Europe in order to buy tapestries for his art collection. Oh, my. He looks so grumpy. His artwork was probably all just like clowns. Sad clowns. 1912 (laughs) clowns. Sad fucking clowns. So what reason... I know Josh doesn't have anything to say, but... uh, 
So what reason would Morgan have to allegedly sink his own ship? Conspiracy theorists say that in the interest of clearing away opposition of the Federal Reserve Bank, Morgan somehow manipulated all of his rivals into sail on the maiden voyage so that he could sink it. But Leighton pointed out that it's almost unimaginable that Morgan could have gotten all three of his major rivals to take the fateful trip. I digress. I think I think if you're that kind of level of a sociopath, mm-hmm. look, these guys are socio sociopaths. They're not friendly folk. I think if you know when to play your moves and you're that type of rich asshole, he probably had. And this is the conspiracy that I'm leaning the hardest on that mm-hmm. I could see being completely true quote surely there had to be an easier way to carry out the plan unquote Leighton wrote quote even more importantly how was it that no one came forward in the century since and said yes i helped to set up the sinking yeah. of the t- titanic in order to kill three men who were opposed to the formation of the u.s federal reserve unquote that's something to think about hmm. and now lastly before we get into our next segment which we all know and love the Weekly World News reports oh boy. Titanic sunk by underwater UFO. <laughs> I always loved the Weekly World wait, wait, News. Wait, 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 wait. What's the definition of UFO? Un- Unidentified floating, floating object. Flying. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that was floating. <laughs> My bad. That's in your bathtub, Josh. Oh, that, that thing's been identified. <laughs> no, yep. That's in J.P. Morgan's bathtub. Yep. <laughs> okay. Zurich. Startling new evidence indicates this SS Titanic was attacked and sunk in 1912 near Newfoundland by laser shots fired from an alien submarine. In 1912? Before we go into that, what if you were to have a boat, what would you name it? The SS Marjorie. Okay. <laughs> um. You better say this good, Josh. Your wife is looking at you like, hmm. The Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> not even surprised. Saved That's at the last minute. Okay. Real original, too, by the way. Right. Never <laughs> oh, heard that you, one before. You threw it at me at the last second. Harrison at least I didn't Ford, call it Harrison lady. Ford's like, I'm, I'm suing your ass. You know That's what? how he acts now. Like, Realistically, yeah. because I love Him and Ford. Shaq having a conversation. You do Harrison Ford. You know what Don't go basketball. Oh, you you got flying. You're playing. You're going to take it. The Lakers are going to win this year. You put your right to sleep. It's like that. The new- Harrison Ford and Shaquille O'Neal bring you the white noise machine. <laughs> Realistically, because I love Forrest Gump, if I were to get a boat, I'd probably call it the SS Jenny. You bastard. I, I love Forrest Gump. <laughs> I love April. you, so it's okay. Oh, man. I guess what what kind of boat would it be? And that would it doesn't it, matter. Well, okay, like a fishing boat, like a I yacht, just something to cruise around. In. If it was a yacht, it'd be it'd be the SS. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you win. No, I'm just Jen, if you had a boat, what would you name it? If you had to? Oh God, um, El Diablo. <laughs> Uh, the RMS, not Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would advertise it as sinkable, too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Just so you know. Totally sinkable. Yeah. Totally sinkable. Nice. Oh, boy. The oh, boy. SS I would, fart? I, I would, no, I would go with the SSTD. <laughs> <laughs> Women just yep. flocking to that boat. <laughs> I heard you. I, I is that 
technically I have no idea what that was. TDs? Technically, we have uh, electronic as TDs like seven, happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, so let's get into this fucking laser, laser ship alien boat from 1912. So a team of scientific Perfect experts have included a barrage of laser shots sent Perfect the 800-foot-long luxury liner into a watery grave with a loss of more than 1,500 lives. Quote, we discovered three huge holes on the starboard side of the ship below the waterline. Quote, unquote, said noted physicist Dr. Josef Hasthetler at a press conference. We have concluded the holes could only have been made by a laser beam fired from an underwater craft. He added, until Haas Settler's shocking report, it was believed the 46,328-ton Titanic sank shortly after before midnight before plowing into a giant iceberg in the North Atlantic on its maiden voyage from Southampton to New York. Hostler headed an international 10-member team of scientists who concluded that an alien spaceship capable of operating underwater was responsible for the Titanic disaster as well as the sinking of two other ships and an attack on a Greek trawler in the same area of the North Mid-Atlantic. I, they probably wanted euros, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. You ever had Greek food? It's fucking oh, great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do a little Greek salad. Oh, a fatouche salad. Do a little That's ouzo. Like. Do a little yeah. shot of ouzo. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I got fat when I was in Greece. <laughs> I came back and I was Any packing. Any meat that like a, spins on a stick, I'm down for. Yep. I, I got on the plane when I came back home and I had a 20-pound carry-on. <laughs> it was from the meat. Hostetler headed an international 10-member team of scientists who concluded that an alien spaceship capable of operating underwater was responsible for the disaster. And their evidence was the Swedish ship Angleholm Bay lost radio contact with the outside world after its captain reported seeing a mysterious oval-shaped object hovering over the port side at 1 a.m. on April 13th, the day before the Titanic disaster. Quote, the captain reported the strange aircraft landed on the sea a thousand yards away and quickly submerged. That was the ship's last communication, Hustler said. Quote, our divers discovered the wreckage of the Angleholm Bay at the bottom of the ocean off the Greenland coast six Laser-type holes were found in the hull. Hostiller thinks the fates of these other ships were forgotten because the world was focused on the Titanic. Aliens, motherfuckers. Hmm. Fucking aliens. What the fuck are they doing in boats? Goddamn mm-hmm. greys. Walking around, four feet tall, big-ass heads. Uh, let's, uh... <laughs> let's fucking shoot lasers at these shit. Wanna go fishing? <laughs> yeah, why not? Probably get some good salmon out there. Yeah. Why not? I get it. Well, folks, when you want to know... Actually, no, before we jump in this, Jen, do you have anything you want to add to our conspiracies that we brought up? Anything interesting that you found in your research? Um, One of the things that I remember reading about was... Like how you mentioned the numbers 400 and 401. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a... Uh, when the Olympic was taken out of service, and I think it was like 1935, something like that, mm-hmm. um, it was disassembled, and some of the pieces of wood were taken to um, a, I think it's a hotel now in the UK. Oh, okay. And reassembled, like the Grand Staircase, stuff like that. So you can actually still go and see the Grand Staircase of the quote-unquote Olympic. <laughs> oh, wow. And um, people say that the numbers were actually switched, and it was... Uh, the numbers that would have been on the Titanic. 
like oh, wow. that they had been reversed. Interesting. Mm, yeah. Hmm. I just kind of thought like, huh, I wonder if that's actually true. And in, in that, like the, the conspiracy mindset chimes up in my head, like, why would they switch that? Yeah. Yeah. The world may never know. Well, <laughs> it's time to go to our pop culture man. It's time for the pop culture man to the Josh. Sonic Boom! Alright guys, I have some interesting stuff today. I actually, well, one of them, I'm not going to get ahead of myself, legitimately shocked about. First and foremost, we're going to talk about in April of 97, there was a musical called Titanic. A new musical! It sank. (laughs) (laughs) And it came out to mixed reviews. John Simon of New York Magazine admitted approaching it with, quote, with a bit of sinking feeling and concluded that it was, quote, an earnest but hopelessly mediocre show, which was not so much hit and miss as almost all miss. Is he related to you? Uh, Maybe. People Magazine, he'd be related to you too. People Magazine was much more complimentary, though, saying it took guts to write a musical about the century's most infamous disaster, yet Broadway's Titanic unflinchingly sails forth with its cargo of epic themes. The lavish production incorporated a tilting stage to simulate the sinking, which I think is pretty cool, actually. It was a major box office success. The musical won five Tony Awards and played on Broadway for two years. Pretty neat. Favorite musical. Anybody got a favorite musical? You start, Larry. (laughs) Well, we always start with everyone else. I'm going to give him deer in the headlights. Look, he's like, fuck me. Springtime for Hitler. Nice. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Jen. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, see, this was a good question. April. Boy, oh gosh, I would have to say it's not Rent. Um, I think it's a classic, and because I saw it on Broadway, Phantom of the Opera. I will second that. I love Phantom of the Opera, and like I don't know, have you seen it live? Oh yeah, it's amazing. Oh man. Well, that's the thing is that I what I like about it too is that it's very like it's. Being like a new metal goth industrial kid in high school and just yep. being like, I feel the Phantom's pain. Fuck women. But also, I love them. But fuck, fuck women. women. But also, fuck women. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe one day I will. <laughs> Thanks, Stabbing Westward. Okay. What do you got, Josh? Keep keep it coming. Hedwig and Andrew Grinch as well. Oh. I hate my penis gonna cut in off. <laughs> Fucking dick. I hate dicks. Not I'm quite not, that way, but. That <laughs> I don't like my wiener. Okay, we're gonna move on to movies. This one is this is what shocked me. There is a film called Saved from the Titanic, which was released 29 days after the sinking of the Titanic. It starred. It, it 
star and co-writer Dorothy, G- Dorothy Gibson. Dorothy or yeah, Dorothy? Dorothy, yeah. <laughs> My favorite, by the way. Dorothy. Golden Girls character, Dorothy. Dorothy. We're going to call her by Gibson. Had actually You have trouble with the letters too. Which by the way, she was actually on the ship when it sank. Who? Uh Door three three? Gibson. Yeah. Barbara Bra Bru. That's what happens to my tongue right now. Uh, she was on the number seven lifeboat, by the way. The first to leave the ship. Now, the film presents a heavily fictionalized version of Gibson's experience told in flashback and released in the United States on May 14th of 1912. And it was considered a major success. Now, this film, like most films that Larry brought up in the beginning, is a lost film as the only known prints were destroyed in a fire in March of 1914. That's probably J.P. Morgan and his mustache. Mm -hmm. Just took the film and just rubbed his stash against it, (laughs) wiping out the film. Like, used his thumb and his forefinger to light a match. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Which he lit a $100 bill and then lit the cigar with $100. By the way, if you want to know what Wario's... uh, Wario's? If you want to know what J.P. Morgan's (laughs) voice sounds like, imagine Wario. Yep. (laughs) Now, we almost had a film from Alfred Hitchcock. He was a approached by producer David Sels, Selznick. Hitchcock to, to do a Titanic movie? Yep, in wow. 1938, but did not happen. <laughs> Thanks. I'm surprised that that didn't happen. Um, Hitchcock would have been a great director to do that, too. I agree. <laughs> now, this is probably one of the, considered one of the best. In 1958, A Night to Remember, directed by Roy Ward... Baker, starring Kenneth Moore. I'm taking my time now. <laughs> Good call. Uh, it won numerous awards, including a Golden Globe for Best English Language Foreign Film, and received high praise from reviewers on both sides of the Atlantic. However, it was at best only a modest commercial success due to its original huge buff, uh, budget and a relatively poor impact in America, which is surprising to me. It yeah. was uh, the budget was five hundred thousand pounds, which I don't know from fifty eight to now what the inflation of that would be, but I'm assuming over a million. Yeah, <laughs> probably a lot. And of course, the the biggest one is James Cameron's Titanic film from nineteen ninety seven, which would cost Cameron two hundred million dollars to make, but he would end up making. Uh, well over a billion dollars in just a week of it being out. I will say this. I've heard some criticism about Cameron online. I think the guy's a great filmmaker. And I think, you know, I wasn't like, I I didn't care about the movie because all the girls in my high school were like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, gush, gush, gush. And I was like, shut up. And then I saw the movie and I was like, Caitlin's let's boobs. I'll never forget. The only reason I'm I the don't king of the world. The only reason I don't like James Cameron is because when I was in high school, Jeez. my boyfriend stole my phone and changed all of my contacts to James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's a mystery to us all. Profile picture to, and all? No, on my on my phone, my contacts on my cell phone. 
Yeah, but can't you set up profile like pictures of people? Honey, this was in 2006. Oh, that's right. Phones are weird. Yeah, I had uh, like a A razor, Motorola (laughs) razor. Yep. Great phone, by the way. Yeah, it was good. Had a good run. Now that movie would hold the record for biggest opener until, of course, James Cameron's next drama, Avatar, which ah yes, Blue Pocahontas, right? Or Fern Gully for adults. Now, just a couple of games here. Uh, one of them is, of course, Duke Nukem Zero Hour from 1999, which has a level called Going Down featuring the Titanic. And Sounds like a porno. <laughs> now, and this next game is still... I've never Titanic. gone down on a woman, but I feel like I have now. <laughs> yep. Which is probably a line in that game. Yeah, I'm sure. Now, this is a game <laughs> that is actually still in development. And I'm sure everybody here has seen clips of it. It's called Titanic Honor and Glory. It's been in development since 2012. And according to developers, it's a game that will feature a fully interactive recreation of the ship and the port of Southampton. It's so funny. We could take these natural disasters and you're like, Ooh, I just got a platinum crashing into an iceberg. <laughs> they uh, 1,500 people died. I know. They released That's a sad. video. I believe it was last year or the year before where it was a sped up where it shows the entire like the ship hitting the iceberg and the slowly it like sinking to the point where it's completely underwater it's, it looks it looks phenomenal uh when i when it eventually does come out it's i'm for sure gonna get it because even though it's been in development for so long looks amazing and i'll get that platinum damn it best game of the year <laughs> And that's been your pop culture, folks. So, there's always a lot of fun to be had with video games and movies. Around the horn. Do, do we all like the Titanic movie? Love it. Yeah. Yeah, it got me laid, so yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what do you think, Jen? Well, I, said, yeah. really, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> I had a thing for Leo, too, okay. <laughs> it's fine. That was the envy of all high school boys like me. Uh, was I was like, like whatever. You know, if I, only I grew like six more inches and uh, did maybe a push-up and a sit-up, I might look like him. Exactly. <laughs> but Kate was pretty odd, too. I've actually heard, I read um, a couple of years ago that one of the most sought-after um, most uh, the top lesbian crush of all time, actress wise, was Kate Winslet. Really? Yeah, I would not have thought that. But I think that was probably ten years ago. So maybe that list needs to be updated. Might update See, because if yeah. I was going to go gay, I'd go gay for Charlize Theron. I'm I with she's you, smoking. but I'm not gay. But I would. <laughs> well, you'd have to be a woman too, and gay. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, you're right. The world's tough. <laughs> no, I, just nah. I just can't be gay, guys. I'm sorry. I wish That's I could. Great. If you believe in yourself, he could. Maybe. No, wieners They both weird. enjoyed the penis together. They mm-hmm. did. For sure. All right. Well, when we want to know answers penis, for penis, things. Penis. Oh, God. <laughs> when we, we want to know answers about things on the internet, we definitely turn to our Yahoo Answers. <laughs> I think out of all this Titanic talk, there was only one 
question that absolutely had to be answered for me personally. It's been a burning question ever since. You might want to get that checked out. I, yeah, I know. I have a cream, I have a cream for it. It's fine. Um, and a lot of other people share my enthusiasm for answering this question. So I thought, you know what? Yahoo Answers is the perfect place to figure this out. And we actually brought it up earlier. In the movie Titanic, why didn't Rose just share the door with Jack? <laughs> yes! Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, user Dragon Snatch. Oh, come on. Sounds kind of scaly. Sounds original. Yeah. Uh, You know, I read not too long ago that some Mythbusters type group did an experiment to answer this question. Could the door, and by the way, a piece of the door, not the entire thing, have supported the weight of both people? Their experiment showed that no, it would have sunk far enough into the water to have them both exposed to the freezing cold anyway. Uh, So yeah, that's, it would have Apparently, it would have sank. Um, I remember seeing that Mythbusters. Yeah. Uh, user Lily wrote, he tried to get on but couldn't, so he let her have it. I agree. I think there was room for two people, too, and the weight wouldn't have been too much, but they were probably too cold to maneuver properly and figure things out. The problem was her tits. <laughs> and then, according to all-girl fantasies, which Jitties. might have just become reality, Jitties. Leo was sporting like a 12-inch dong, Jitties. so... Right. His balls would have sunk the... the- the door on its own. Right. I get it. I get it, Leo. Uh, user Misuseless Knowledge wrote, maybe it couldn't support the weight of two people, but there's lots of other debris around. Okay. <laughs> that is true. Uh, user Hal9000 wrote, for plot convenience. Fair enough. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an anonymous user wrote, if you watch Titanic backwards, it's about a ship that saves people. <laughs> <laughs> that guy wins. Yep. That is so. <laughs> it's all about perspective, people. It is. Um, now, in another question, uh, it was actually a poll that he did. Someone wrote Titanic poll. On a scale of one to frozen, how cold hearted is Rose for not sharing her floating door with Jack? Interesting. Uh, the best answer was by user Eric, which I think Ryan will appreciate it. She could have at least let him hang on to her big boobs. <laughs> they were nice. Just hold Jitties. on. To, just hold on to him while he dies. I remember boobs. Yeah. Um, Investor gadget loves Kim Possible. Say that again. These fucking furries who get Yahoo answer names and go on here and say a bunch of shit on stuff we're trying to investigate. (laughs) So yeah, Investor Gadget loves Kim Possible. Wrote three. I saw it coming. She was clearly using him from the very beginning. It could have been worse. She could have paddled away and left him to wait in the icy Atlantic. Okay. Uh, an anonymous user wrote, I thought she was very mean. If she really loved him, she would have let him on. He would have probably lived if she did. I'd say she was very cold-hearted. Okay. Uh, user Mike wrote, maybe she got what she wanted, the diamond, then figured the hell with him. Okay. Uh, user Big Brown Eyes 23 wrote, ice block, bitch. <laughs> and that was it. That was Larry. Uh, user Ashley wrote, what a whore. 
LOL. Very cold. I'm sorry. Rose is getting a little too much heat I know. Here. I'm Okay, first of at all. At the wrong time. She was at the wrong man in the movie. Mm-hmm. She needed a free spirit. Leo was the free spirit. Yep. And, and he <laughs> treated her well. He, he, he did, did a nice little color pencil drawing of her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, all right. Let's go dance. Let's smooch. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. And then lastly, uh, user Sun King wrote, well, she did strip for him. True. Bend so, over. I, uh, <laughs> I hope those have answered some of your burning questions. The internet. About, about the door the situation, inter- because the- I feel like that's highly debated question it was something i brought up literally as i was walking out of the movie theater with my dad i'm like (laughs) don't you think a young lady could have had a little room maybe just like he could have just couldn't they have switched back and forth until the lights lifeboats came why do you have to be in the water the whole time I think because it was romantical. Because the movie eventually had to end. That's true. That's true, <laughs> true story. So you saw the movie with your dad in theater? Mm-hmm. Did, did he make you like cover your eyes when the, the drawing scene came up? No, because I slapped his hand away. <laughs> I, saw it, I saw it for high school. Oh, really? Yeah. We went on a high school trip because we had titanic week right. in my high school <laughs> Boys are like, and it came up to that scene and uh they made everyone else sleep but my buddy and i were like no oh, we're gonna see some titties <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh boy jen what did you think of the movie you know i liked it and i was already interested in titanic before that because i'd watched a night to remember when i was a kid I liked the entertainment value. I I thought it was good. I thought they tried to get as many historical facts as they possibly could. How long was it? It was like a three-hour movie, wasn't it? It was two VHS tapes. As long as the Titanic took to sink. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it held me the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like, I was the little spoon, and James Cameron was the big spoon. You know, that's awfully romantic, Larry. James Cameron loves you. I said that like a drunk. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Loves you. Mm. oh, wait. That's been your Yahoo Answers. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's put our thinking caps on because it's time for a verdict. In one corner. Four podcasters and a ghost hunter. Who do you trust more than your life? I trust the ghost hunter. I don't trust the podcasters, no. though. Larry, I'd follow you anywhere. That's your first problem. <laughs> My second is that... <laughs> this guy's behind you. <laughs> and, he, and April's just with her arms folded going... Okay, oh. if that's what you decide. And in the other it's corner, this way. It's J.P. Morgan, <laughs> some aliens, a mummy, and a goddamn investment baker. He just rolled up. He was like, what? Can I make money off this? Someone said I could invest something. <laughs> but we have to decide. I heard the official call of investment bankers. Sell! Sell! <laughs> Buy! We have to decide right now. For once and for all, how did this ship sink? And I'm going to go with the guy that I always go with every single time I start this off. Joshua. Okay. 
Now, the one thing that you didn't bring up in this, and it's because it's not a conspiracy, is they talked about the weather uh, that night. It was clear. There was no... It was hard for them to gauge distance. It was hard to see this iceberg come upon them. They're also going uh, way, way too fast. So the chances of them being able to stop is nil. Uh, knowing what we yeah, know bo- now... Boats don't stop on a dime. That's- well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now, we now know that, that if they had hit the iceberg head-on, there's a chance that it would have made it. But that's obviously not the case. And so, honestly, I think this is just a case of uh, people in charge that are overconfident. They There was too many elements that are beyond man's control uh, on top of recklessness. And that is what causes ship to unfortunately sink and all those people to lose their lives. So, 1912 ship naval navigation negligence. Well, yeah. They're going, what was it, like 20 knots at the time, and just because they wanted to make the headlines. Yeah. And, yeah, the weather was, it just there was no way they could have seen it coming. April. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Josh on this one. Um, I think it was just kind of a wrong wrong place, wrong time situation where they were doing so much to impress people that they didn't think of the consequences if something bad did happen. Um, and it was just kind of the stars aligned in a way that was that it was just a coincidence. Um, and yeah, poor planning. And um, But I don't think there's any conspiracy behind it. Lawrence? Yeah, I don't see the conspiracy here either. Uh, when you tell it something is unsinkable... Then you really don't have to. You don't have to try as hard, right? The planning committee just goes. Uh, it's lunchtime, right? Yeah, you'll just bounce off that iceberg. Don't worry about that. <laughs> just bounce like boing. Ooh, it's Southampton again. Ooh, the ocean's like a big ball pit. Mm-hmm. You see, it's a lot of fun. Get out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the big ball pit without all the germs. Like, who... Okay, you have kids. Do you let mm-hmm. them into the ball pit at, like, Chuck E. Cheese? Not anymore. Yeah. The last kid I let in there came out with leprosy. So. <laughs> <laughs> she dropped a pinky in the the, the parking lot. <laughs> I worked at McDonald's, and I cleaned the balls in the ball pit. <laughs> Isolate that. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that kids piss... They have poop. I found drugs in ball pits. Yeah, kids drop their drugs. They do. No, I wish I was kidding. I'm Timmy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tie off right now. I can't wait to get my girlfriend into bath salts. Gonna ride. I'm gonna ride the white horse. Jen, I'm excited to hear this. What? What do you think? What do you think actually happened? I feel like it probably was just a really unfortunate accident. There were a lot of things just that went wrong that uh, were probably just human error and negligence. But I always still have that question in the back of my mind of, well, what if J.P. Morgan really was that greedy? Um, There were things that I've read that have set me off, like Ismay's wife was supposed to be on that ship, but then she called in sick like it... uh, like Morgan did, and she was seen uh, during the time that 
the ship was sailing, just hanging out in Wales. It's like me when I call in sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Larry said he had tuberculosis, but we have Facebook images of him at the Cubs game. Yep. Also, he's that. holding a two-hearted ale in his hand and the other hand a hot dog. That's not a way to get sick. It's a way to be happy. Sometimes you should call in sick to be happy. Mm-hmm. You should. Mental health day. Yep. I agree. I don't think I've ever done that. Well, it's, yeah. You Explains will. a lot, doesn't you it? You will soon. Well, I, I got to weigh in. There is a big part of me that thinks J.P. Morgan was behind this because insurance fraud was a big deal during this time. Okay. We could almost do our own whole episode on the hijinks of insurance not just serial killers, but just like, well, they're kind of serial killers, but sociopaths who run banks. I want to say definitively it was J.P. Morgan, but I have to say that from the facts, this was an iceberg and it was bad planning. Yeah. And that's been your verdict. All right, guys, we got like three more segments to do. (laughs) I promise they're not that long. But first and foremost, it is time for us to get quizzical. Let's get quizzical, quizzical. I want to get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical. Boy, that Celine Dion can sure sing, can't she? Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Cost us a couple bucks, but we got her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was worth it. All right. right. So, Jen, you're new to this game. You say your name, that's you buzzing in, and then you answer. And that's it. Gotcha. Basically. You might have to fist fight Josh. He gets really aggressive during this game. Notice how he's holding his mic now. (laughs) (laughs) He finally cares about the show. (laughs) So we're going to do an Oceans quiz since uh, Titanic sailed on an ocean. Atlantic sure. Ocean. It's loosely tied to this show. Okay, question number one. Approximately. God. I just Ryaned. Approximately, what percentage of the surface of the Earth is covered by oceans? Ryan. Ryan. 75%. I'll give it to you. It's 71. You're within five. Okay. Uh, question number two. In which ocean can you find the deepest point? Ryan. Ryan. Pacific Ocean. That is correct. Of course, the Navy guy is running away with this, right? (laughs) Question number five. What is the largest living structure on Earth? Josh. Josh. Coral reefs. There's lots of coral reefs. I need the name of this particular one. Yes. Great Barrier Reef. That is oh. correct. Okay. Hey, I thought yeah, about no, it, but there fine. is a lot of them, and they think all of, have different names. Think so. about the fact that you're married. Mm-hmm. Your brains meld together. Yeah, we're like sharing that point. Yeah. So we got two to one. Question. Oh, Lord, that explains a lot. Question number four. <laughs> is a self-suck. What country has the longest coastline in the world? Josh. Josh. I'm going to say Canada. You'd be correct, sir. 
Ooh, good job. Two to one to one. This last one is worth 17 points. Question number five. What ocean creature is the largest animal on Earth, Josh? Ryan. I heard Josh. I'm going to go with the blue whale. Josh wins! <laughs> it has He's been a while. never felt so validated in his whole life. That was like the hey. one fact as a kid. I was like, blue whale's big. You know it what, Ryan? through I'll, its heart. I will remember it. Near, far, wherever you are, I beat you, bitch. <laughs> My, co- <laughs> my, my co-host is slamming on me. Oh, Jesus. All right, guys. We've had a good time. But it is time to do our five-star shout-outs. Five, 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 five-star review. Now, anytime anybody reviews our show, we make a attempt to try to shout you out. Sometimes we don't get to it, and that's my fault. Josh will call me out on that. It is. So, <laughs> Twisted Killer says, Da Bomb! Question, uh, not question mark. Exclamation point. Da Bomb? <laughs> da Bomb? <laughs> Uh, he says, you guys make any road trip fun. Let's get quizzical is stuck in my head like all the time. Anyway. So is vocals, he- I tell you. Keep the shoes <laughs> coming. Keep the shows okay. coming, I'm assuming. Well, sh- shows, okay. Thanks for the shoes, I guess. Could no. be the shoes I'm sending him to like my segments. Larry's sending him <laughs> pumas. <laughs> yep. I would like a nice pair of pumas, actually. I've never had a pair. I don't think I... Yeah, You've I never had a pair of pumas? I've... We've talked about this before. I've never had really nice shoes. I always buy cheap shoes. He had Pumas. P-O-O-M-A-S. Yep. <laughs> Be nice. Wow. That, <laughs> Josh rolled his eyes into the back of his head he so hard. He looked at his brain. <laughs> it was passed out. <laughs> Josh was always... I know a couple of people who listen to this show that are probably doing the exact same thing. Okay, okay, okay. Guys, got to sh- shout out. <laughs> got to shout out our man here. Matthew Murray. Big smooch to you, sir. Five stars. One of my favorite podcasts. Keeps me entertained throughout my night shifts, and the well-timed funny sound clips keep me laughing throughout. Are you sending shoes to everyone? It's expensive, but worth it. (laughs) One of my favorite episodes is the JFK episode, the whole quote, oops, sorry, had me hysterically... Oh, we just shot the Titanic! Had me With a his- laser! Had me- <laughs> it had me hysterically laughing. Keep up the good work. Matthew, this episode's dedicated to you, because obviously you like boats. I don't know. Who cares? That's been your five-star shout-outs. bit of plug action but before we get in anything i want to give our guest a little <laughs> bit of time what have you been up to anything you want to shout out or uh i plug. guess promote yeah plug sure um, ghost. or guest ghost <laughs> you're a ghost 
Yep, I'm still working with Grand Rapids Paranormal Investigation. We would love to you know, be able to get out to more yeah. uh, locations. Um, I'm also working on a book about, <laughs> well, I'm working on several books, and one of them is about the sinking of the Titanic. Oh, it's a fiction. Very cool. But it involves part of the conspiracy, so. If anybody <laughs> wants to find out more about that, I'm on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Jen Chichester Write Stuff. Damn it. Now we know how it's said. How it's <laughs> Sorry. I'll always remember that. The mystique is gone. <laughs> well, and you also have your poetry books. Yes. I have three poetry <laughs> books. <laughs> and they're all on Amazon. <laughs> Check them out. Perfect. She's great. So, Josh, where are you when you're not here? The Potty Slam Podcast. It's a wrestling historical podcast. <laughs> Threw me that, off, man. <laughs> that Larry, April, and I all do. And that's stories from the locker room and beyond. And you can find that uh, every Friday on Facebook and Twitter and Podomatic. April. Well, if you like Larry and his friend Marty, you can <laughs> you can find them on the EFIS podcast. It's a baseball history podcast. You just fucked him up I so bad. <laughs> uh, of course, you can find all of those episodes on EFIS.net. <laughs> and of course, if you like two dickheads and like a prank. <laughs> That's the best plug segment we've done. You can catch the Off Temple podcast, which goes from the stage to the studio. And the soundboard? And the soundboard to the prank. (laughs) To the strippers. To the the fretboard. To the coke. Everything music related. (laughs) Best theme song, by the way. Mm. Good job, Lawrence. Check out big old britches on SoundCloud.com. Not old. You sound like my grandmother. The big old britches. Big old. Well. He's got some new tracks up there. Great. Thank Grime you. Time's one of my favorites. So, you like this show. We're at Conspiracy T Show, which is where you go on Twitter to check out our handle when we drop every episode on a Monday. Also, like our page on Facebook. Follow us on all the things and join our clothes group. Actually, we've been having a good time there. People seem to be interacting. Very interactive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get more notifications for that than I do anything else. So thank you for liking that. Also, like we said, we did the five star shout outs. Any five star shout outs that we have on our page or on iTunes, we will shout you out for days. You can even send us a fucking letter in the mail if you can figure out one of our carrier pigeon. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's about, oh, shop.spreadshirt.com slash conspiracy therapy podcast if you want some swag. And we're on Spotify. Is there anything else? Oh, Instagram, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely like us on Jesus. Instagram. It's painful to watch. I know. I throw these burps down my butt, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been actually on Twitch more. Uh, oh, thank God. I've oh. been streaming uh, games that I've been playing lately. You can find me on Twitch under just my game handle, Bobo May. Josh is Bobo May. Please seek him out. We're going to try to do more 
Twitch stuff because I'm really I really would like us to do the the uh, the video game. Uh, I've been streaming uh, different indie titles, but I'm in the works of maybe getting a capture card and oh boy, uh, potentially streaming Switch games. Well. So. Uh, Josh is Bobo May. I'm Oceanic 101. Larry, do you know your name? Larry Gaga. Larry Gaga. Which, if you follow him on Twitter, I'm sure he can probably sync that with his Twitch. But yeah, we're going to try. Like the Titanic? (laughs) No, but I think it's good that, like, this. This this particular. (laughs) This particular. uh, uh, What is it? What do you call those things? Smorgasbord. No, the. You raise Muzzle money. Loader. Fundraiser. Ooh, toaster. This fundraiser is really great. <laughs> like, and it really does help a lot of kids who are in hospitals and things aren't good. So maybe they can listen to a podcast. Does anybody have anything they want to throw out there before we end this episode? Jen, thank you for being here this week. Thank you for having me again. No, yeah. it, was, it was fun. It smelled like vagina. It did? Yep. Hi, Mom. That's what happens when you go out down on a bearded clam without a dental dam. <laughs> Good Lord. Yep. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy <laughs> Therapy. Have a great one. Every night in my dreams, I see you. I feel you. That is how I know you. Go on. And spaces between us You have come to show you Go on Near, far Wherever you are I believe that the heart does presentation of Beer City Media.